the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm dying now, mate! TNT! And I win now to fight! TNT! I'm a power load! TNT! Let's explode! Good evening, welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Tuesday! Taco Tuesday it is. Glad to have you guys with me tonight. Did you have a wonderful Memorial Day? Ooh, did I say that? Did I say something positive about Memorial Day? We got to chat about that because this was quite the controversy. Supposedly, my phone was blowing up this morning over that. We got to talk about that. We got a couple of other controversies that came out this weekend that had people's phones and uh, social media blowing up. And it involves a couple of people that have been laid low for a while. One was our old friend, Sidney Powell, longtime uh, guest on the Andrea K show, as well as General Michael Flynn. Both made some comments that were picked up um, by the left and everybody just went absolutely bananas. Uh, we got to get into that and other topics. Um, anything that's on your mind, 888-344-1170. Would love to hear from you. And I will continue to maybe pose a couple of questions throughout the show, particularly if you heard what Sidney Powell had to say. I'd love to get your 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 feedback on that. We're going to get into that in terms of what she said, the possibilities of what she meant by that. Was it controversy, controversial? What's the controversy behind that? And and certainly, I, I think uh, the National Black Power Convention chant of kill everything white in sight should probably have been a little bit more controversial than anything General Flynn and anything that Sidney Powell had to say. Yeah, if you didn't hear that one, that's what was going on. Um, the man who is with me every night of the week from 6 to 7 p.m., I hope that he had a, a good weekend off and a good Memorial Day. Of course, I'm talking about the man. It's DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. I have my veto pen drawn and ready, and I have only one thing to say. Go ahead. <laughs> DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Andrea, I did have a good Memorial Day. I thought a lot about the fallen men and women that gave their lives for this country, Mm -hmm. even did a show on it this past weekend, unlike uh, Vice President Harris, who told us all to have a great three-day weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have a night. Have a great long weekend. Have a great she long said, weekend, right? everybody. And then Joe, right? Um, I guess we're supposed to be glad that Joe Biden knew he was actually eating ice cream, right? Because you know who who even knows from one moment to the next whether or not he's cogent enough to even realize what he's eating. He tweeted out a pic of him with ice cream, saying, "Stay cool." Stay cool, folks. Um, so it really begs the question why. Here was the controversy that literally 6 a.m. this morning, as if I'm ever really up at 6 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, but I happen to be up today. Um, 6 a.m., my phone is blowing up this morning because Kimberly Klasick, that beautiful African-American gal, I think she was running for Congress in Baltimore. And she just went, her viral, her video for her congressional run went viral back um, when she was running for office on top of the fact that she's beautiful. That never hurts a video, right? When you're gorgeous. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? that's definitely a good thing. Right. Well, so she did another video yesterday and the controversy is skins into my guest in the studio, whom I will introduce mm-hmm. in a moment. The controversy was that she dared to say happy Memorial Day. 
That's that's horrible. I I how dare her? Yeah. yeah uh, the the I guess what was supposedly controversial is that because it's a day in which we honor those who gave their life in service to this country, you're not allowed to attach the word happy to it. And I want to pick the brain of of my guest. He's a friend of mine here. And we've got his he's not just a friend of Andrea. He's not just an FOA, but he and I are working on a project together. And I'm going to tease it out for you guys and tell you to stay tuned because you're going to hear more from this man and what we're working on together. And that will really blow your mind. So stay tuned for that. But he's a he's a former Marine, although they say once a Marine, always a Marine. There's no such thing as a former Marine. Don Brady joins me. Hey, Don, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Uh, thank you, Andrea. Glad what, to be here. Um, so controversial or not, I mean, you actually have brothers in arms that you lost in service to this country. We talked about it yesterday. We texted. So, yes, we 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 gave um, a paid homage to those who gave up their life in service. Your thoughts to this supposed controversy regarding Kim Klasik and somebody saying happy Memorial Day. Um, it is a happy Memorial Day. Uh, uh, very simply, um, as a matter of fact, I text you about somebody, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you, you honor people that you've lost. And um, I had a particular individual that I lost um, that I went to boot camp with. And unfortunately, he went on embassy duty and he was uh, he was a, he was murdered. Um, but the way I honor him is funny because the way he would want to be honored, he just happened to be a Crimson Tide fan. Right. And <laughs> something joyous. So, right. Something right? absolutely joyous. And, you know, I mean, I remember him and it, and it brings it up every Memorial Day. Um, I've lost an uncle that I'd never met in my life. Same um, here. My father was in the uh, was in the Korean War. Um, and it's always been about honoring those who had served, uh, those had given the ultimate sacrifice, right? Um, and be thankful for being a patriot and loving our country, right? I think that I think it is a day of celebration because did they, they, uh, I think it, I think it's tribute to them that they gave their life and sacrifice for this country so that we could have freedoms. I think it's a way of honoring them by having a somber moment or moments throughout the day in which you recognize what they did, but celebrating this great nation for which they gave their life. I have a great, great uncle, I think it was, who was shot down uh, by the Germans and he's buried over in France right now. He was he was he survived being shot down and then they bayoneted him. And um, it's uh, my great uncle, uh, Uncle Kirkland. And I and I think that he would want us to celebrate and and, and pay homage, but celebrate anything you want to add before we move on from the story skins. Yeah, I mean, I you hit the nail right on the head there that, you know, it's a day of remembrance, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in, in, in a sad way. It, it can be in a very celebratorial way because we are honoring their great memories. And right. it also at the same time reminds us that what you and I talk about on the show so often, that freedom is not free. Right. But let me tell you why this was a controversy. And it had it was a controversy that had absolutely nothing to do with anybody who wore a uniform. Because this is what the left does. The same people that went after Kimberly Klasick, and she made a mistake, in my opinion, by apologizing. She, because she should have recognized that this had nothing at all to do with the military. It had nothing, because the same people coming for her, telling her that she was being disrespectful, that the same people that were perfectly okay with Kamala Harris tweeting out a picture of herself and not saying anything about our military, right? They were perfectly okay with Cuomo and others saying that Memorial Day was a day to celebrate the, the healthcare workers for the Rona. That we needed it, we needed to memorialize them. These are the same people that did not care about Joe Biden, uh, tweeting out with an ice cream cone, staying stay cool. What they did was they, they had to target her and find a way in which they could persecute her to try to take down a conservative black woman, to try to do damage to her. And what you need to do is Trump showed the blueprint that you do not acquiesce that you have to understand that what it's about is gaining control over you gaining submission and anytime you show weakness you val it, it all she did was validate 
What was the, what was a bunch of nonsense meant to destroy her? She needed to be like DeSantis. DeSantis, when they come for DeSantis, he punches back just like Trump. This is this is how you lose. This isn't how you win. She's got a good heart. I get where she's coming from, but she's not really seeing what the end game really is with the Democrats. And we talk about this all the time on the show, don't we, Skins? That from a strategy standpoint, you've got to recognize that it's never about what the Democrats say it's about, is it? It's always usually something that's usually far removed and they're trying to distract you. It's all about distraction. It's about distraction. It's about ultimately it's about conquest. It's about transforming us from a a free republic of states to a centralized system of power. They're in the process of destroying the military. Right. I mean, they got Kamala Harris given a given a commencement speech talking about wokeism and intersectional femininity, whatever that. Yeah. Like like that's what people killed themselves to get into Annapolis to celebrate. Right. Intersectional feminine. Right. Uh, Yeah, he does like to quote Mao. What was he? And and what? And here's the thing. In typical Biden fashion, he likes to quote Mao and then not even quote him right. He can't even quote his favorite. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> right? He can't. Where's the article? He can't even quote his favorite. He, uh, his favorite. I don't see the article here. You've pulled so many for me. I know it was a heavy news day. I miss slow news days. Yeah. Um. I think he. I think he was trying to say women hold up half the half the world or something. When the actual Mao quote is women yes. hold up half the sky is what it is. So it's like, look, man, if you want to be commie and you you want to like you know pay homage, can't even uh, get communism right. Yeah, he can't even quote quote Mal Wright. And didn't he do that on Memorial Day? Was that not Memorial That's Day? Why the story in which he airwaves again, yeah. Yeah. So think about that, Kimberly Clasic. Why would you ever apologize? When you do that, you validate. You're basically saying, Yes, I'm guilty of what you're accusing me of. Meanwhile, this is what you're up against, right? Speaking of commies, a story broke last week that we didn't really get into and and because it is breaking news all day, every day, and we're on an hour and we don't have time to get into everything. But doesn't it say it all? about these phony Democrat communists. When you hear about Bernie, and we got all the Bernie bros, and I see all these 20-something-year-old kids driving their little clunkers with Bernie stickers on the back because they're sure that Bernie's going to take from the from you mean business owners and give to them, right? Because Bernie's, the, Bernie's for the working man, right? Bernie's for the peasants. And then, then a New York Post does an article with Bernie's hotel demands. <laughs> King-size beds? Dude weighs like a hundred pounds, right? What's he need a king size bed for? Like he's got any anybody sharing a bedroom? Come on, man. Uh sixty degree rooms. So much for his climate change, right? I mean, we can laugh, but isn't the message here? Shouldn't the takeaway from these little commies? Shouldn't it be the realization that it, it, the haves versus the have-nots always expands? The elites never have to live under the weight of their own policies. It's nothing but a lie. Hey, maybe Bernie will call us on uh, on Friday Fun Day and tell us why he has to have these conditions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good idea. Yeah. But I'm Tish. I know exactly what you're talking about. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We got to get into some more. We're going to talk about the Sidney Powell comments that were made this weekend that have just really blown up and been controversial. And um, I've had a, I've had a couple days to reflect, and I think it was a really important story. We got to talk about that as well as this. Um, chant going on from this one particular group on the on the hundredth anniversary of Tulsa. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on the answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. One bird flew over the cuckoo's nest. We got another bird flew. DJ Potato Skins, did you hear about this latest strain? I hadn't heard about it until you brought it up to me, but I've been researching it here on the internet. And uh, so far, they say that the chances of it spreading human to human very, very, very low. We should all be reassured. <laughs> right. Nothing to see here. Well, you know, was, is Fauci involved? Was Fauci seen anywhere near any of the birds? Uh, here's here's what's being reported today. A 41-year-old man in China's eastern province of Changsu has been confirmed as the first human case of an infection with a rare strain of bird flu known as H10N3, according to Beijing's National Health Commission. Uh, according to this is Reuters, many different strains of bird, bird flu are present in China, as we know, and uh, some sporadically infect people. I don't know. This just seems that this dude is in stable condition. He's ready to be discharged. This just seems a little too, too, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem a little too much of a kawinky dinky? Especially with everything going on. Right. I mean, we're finally, you know, moving past the Rona. And now we got reading, Andrea, is they say, well, they don't know if it can transmit from human to human. So they actually need to dig deeper into the genetic code. Yeah. What say you, Don? Don Brady. I don't, was that at a bird market or I'm, where? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it had to do with chickens. I don't know. I don't know if that doesn't say how this dude got it. If he was ringing chicken neck or, or what he was doing, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that it doesn't say. It doesn't. So anyway, so um, all right. So let's get into what Sidney Powell had to say. She was at a God and Country event, which is of course being billed um, by the left as um, a Q event. Um, you know, suddenly, I mean, the Q. The the QAnon group that went around or the QAnon following thing that went on, that started almost immediately after Trump's presidency. And nobody gave a rat's hiney about it until suddenly now in December. And now because they had to uh, declare anybody who supported Trump as some kind of nut burger. Um, and now now it's got to be if you followed Q, then then you're a crazy person. So anyway, so this at this event, God and Country event, um Sidney Powell spoke, and initially what was reported was that she said that um, the election fraud is being discovered and Trump will be um, reinstated was the word that she used. And, and 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 initially I thought, wow, you know, everybody's been wondering when she was going to reemerge. I thought really it just wasn't a smart move. But but I listened to her remarks and the the word that everybody's leaving out is the word should. She said he should be reinstated and Biden should move out of the White House. Saying should is not a legal analysis. That's not her looking at the Constitution and saying here's what's available under the Constitution. She even acknowledged that this was an, an unheard of moment. We've never had this happen before in the United States of America. Saying what should happen and what will happen are two entirely different things. Are they not, Don Brady? Um, I, a big city man fan here. Um, she's been marginalized for one thing and ostracized. Um, even by our own party. So I think Sydney has information that is valid. I think she has some facts that are definitely uh, point to what the hell went the, what went on in Georgia. Um, and I think she realizes that should uh, is correct because um, I don't think she has much face in the legislation in Georgia nor Arizona. And the only other place that he could be reinstated, okay, would be the Supreme Court. I mean, the only venues he's got is the legislature in the states. And the Supreme Court. Well, the Supreme Court has already told POTUS that he does not have standing. The highest official in the land, the executive officer of the United States, 
doesn't have standing in the Supreme Court. Well, they said that particular case. Here's what's interesting, because um, there is no precedent for a presidential election being stolen or or being um, even if you don't like the word stolen, whatever word you want to choose, it, that it went to the wrong person. The case that got thrown out from Texas, there would have to there. We don't have a mechanism in the Constitution for this scenario. We've got a mechanism that if 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 Biden would be impeached and removed from office, it would go to Kamala Harris. We do not have a mechanism in the Constitution that says what to do if in this scenario. So she's saying what should happen. She did not give her legal expert. She this was not legal was analysis. Opinion. It was her opinion. Thank you. She also and it, it, it's also separate from anything that she said related to to the election because she's not even talking about any evidence she's got. She's talking about the Arizona audit. She's talking about stuff that's emerging from Pennsylvania. Uh, I don't even know if she was referring to the fact that uh, there's a, a, in in Georgia they promised to secure where the ballots are and an alarm went off and the door was left wide open to. A facility so they're not even they're doing you know oh gee what a coincidence uh we left the door open uh you know i so uh, you know i don't th- I, I still don't think that it was necessarily the best way for her to reemerge. i would like to see her get some crisis management people because i do think that um that she was thrown under the bus and I think that she didn't help herself in some scenarios because she she was doing interviews some of the stuff she said in the interviews was not meant as legal analysis it was meant as opinion it kind of got convoluted but it was construed that way it was construed that way and so i think that a good crisis management team would help have helped sydney emerge at a better venue and a better way and not giving them room to come at her i'm going to quickly go to the phones it looks like looks like frank from san diego is on the line and he wants to weigh in i'm not sure if it's about uh, sydney powell or something else Hello, my dear. Hi, Frank. Hey, how are you doing this afternoon? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. I just wanted to cheer you up a little bit. I know that there's a lot of bad things going on, but um, I watched the Indy 500 this weekend, and they say... Who knew they were... I didn't even know the race was on this weekend. Okay. Yes, the race was on, and so they sang the Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm. They had the salute to the troops. They had a priest bless the event. And it was just an incredible, incredible race because everyone, it was like 65% full. So if you felt like you were at the race. Oh, that's nice. Was the, um, what's, was, is it Bubba? Was Bubba, was that his name? Was Bubba there? Was Bubba there? <laughs> Bubba was? No, no that's nothing. Okay. Yeah, well, this yeah, isn't, isn't no, it? No, no, that's Indy, it's Indy Racing. Oh, you know, they're two different types. It's two different races. It's okay. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna, I don't know anything about baseball either, right, Skins? <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought NASCAR was your thing, actually. Yeah. No, it's not. I'm watching a car go around in a circle. No offense, yeah. Frank. But you know what, Frank? I think what you're saying, whether whatever type of car, an automobile, that this was a prize Skins is laughing. This was There's a pro-America event, right? Yeah, and the and the this one retired uh, Navy officer saying uh, "America the Beautiful," and it almost made me cry. Aww. He said he had a very deep baritone voice. He was awesome. Oh, that's well, that's wonderful. Yeah, I actually went to an LSU. 
party that was I, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed how much I ate Frank I mean it was that kind of yeah. hog down but but they actually had a live band and a gal sang the Star Spangled Banner so it was nice to be with some pro-America peeps this weekend hogging right. down on jambalaya crawfish and Dewey and singing this and, and at one point it was really sweet because at one point she forgot the words and oh, no. she got well she was nervous you could tell she was really nervous and so everybody sang joined in and sang and so it, it was a really special moment um it, any thoughts on i don't know if you were listening to the sydney powell controversy any it's any just, comments on that you know it's i keep hearing the race card i keep hearing they're trying to find something wrong with this country the race card we're we're all racist or whatever and, and it's getting really sick and tired and i know a lot of people are just getting sick and tired of hearing the democrats whine and mm-hmm. complain yeah, I agree and with I think you. That's where it's heading. And I think that 2024 here and 2022, I think there's going to be a big, big change. Well, there. Well, we got to change the elections and make sure that they have election integrity. The Democrats in Texas walked out um, in, in protest of I mean, think about this for a second, Frank. They protested measures that would secure the elections and that's disturbing that tells you everything you need to know that they want to be able to commit fraud and so i'm not a huge fan of governor abbott but he was like look y'all want to walk out i'm going to cut your salaries and i'm cutting any any of the spending measures anything that you people want and so he's he, he's hitting them where they live which is their pocketbook and their ability to spend taxpayers kind of dollars like Fauci, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we need it. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, we need to purge Fauci. Frank, thank you. Exactly. Thanks for calling, Frank. Okay, love you guys. Love you, too. Thank you. Sorry, I didn't know the difference in cars between. (laughs) Anything else you want to say about Sydney? Uh, Don Brady. Uh, regarding Cindy, uh, Sydney, Sydney they, listen, they're going to, no matter what she says, they're going to take it out of the context. Okay. They're going to splice it the way they want to splice it. Okay. That's and they're going to paint. Careful. They're going to, uh, irrespective of who she has behind her. Okay. They're going to paint her the way they want to paint her. Okay. And the mainstream media is going to do it over and over and over. And it makes no difference from there. Um, again, I'm except, big, except I'm going to say this. I mean, here's where I'm going to push back. Um, I think a good crisis management firm would have her not be in, in, in a situation situation to where she's on a stage making off the cuff remarks really tight be really tight on your messaging when you're going to emerge um maybe maybe come back and be and be like from a desk of Sidney powell to where she does like trump something where she's controlling what she's putting out there where she's not or she's doing she's coming out and giving press conferences where she doesn't take any you know i don't know i'm just uh, you know Sidney powell I, and i go back to when she first wrote her book license to lie i was one of the first people that ever did a radio interview with her she and i have known Sidney for seven years when we had uh, there, the whole Mueller report. She called in like three nights in a three nights in a row because she delved through all four hundred pages and she was like giving great legal analysis of what was going on with Mueller. I'm a huge fan of Sydney's and I think it's because I care about her personally and professionally. I want to see her emerge from this as strong as ever. And I personally, I don't want her wings clipped, and that's the way I look at that. So interesting, interesting. Skins, where where do you fall, me or Don? No, I remember just totally who you were. I think that she needs to be a lot more succinct when she does make appearances. She needs to be very aware of what she says while still getting the facts out. And I think having somebody on your side to make sure that that's done, I think, is mm-hmm. something she needs to consider. Right. Um, General Flynn supposedly, uh, uh, you know, called for. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> He's being accused of calling for a Myanmar style coup. I mean, 
Come on, man. The, the, y'all done enough to try to ruin this man. Now you got to try to take it. I mean, talk about taking something out of context. The man did not call for a Myanmar style coup. That's absolutely ridiculous. And they know it. What this is about, this is about just throwing red meat out to the far left cranks. Team That's all that is. That's all that is there. It tells me they're afraid of Flint still. Oh, still. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. They okay. know his influence. They know they they know um, his power. He petrifies the intelligence community. Absolutely. absolutely. The exact same reason why they won't leave Trump alone, because they know he's still a threat. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to take a break. We come back. we got more to talk about. We're going to get into uh, the Tulsa event today. Uh, I'm not seeing. i got my monitors up. I'm not seeing anybody talking about this. But, you know, I like to talk about stories that nobody else is talking about. So stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. It's not Shark Week on Discovery, but it's Shark Week here in San Diego. What what happened today? Tater skins. Well, there was a shark sighting in the Torrey Pines area at the Torrey Pines State Beach, and beachgoers were told to get out of the water uh, for several hours. And this happened about 2 p.m., and mm-hmm. lifeguards mm-hmm. were heard telling that a shark had uh, bit a sea lion and that the sea Ooh. lion was headed towards the shore. And by 4 p.m., people were back in the water, but I guess signs and warning signs going to be remain in effect for the next 24 hours. Would you get in the water a couple hours after a great white no. machine and and actually no. and actually chomped on a on a sea lion? No. What is wrong with people? Everybody's wanting everybody's wanting that viral video. That's, that's what that's about. Yeah. Everybody's wanting that viral video. Um, little update before I get into you know what you know what it is I'm 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 procrastinating on telling this story about Tulsa this is how disturbing it is to me is there how many stories am I afraid or reticent or or uh, I don't really I don't typically put off talking about a story that because it bugs me right you know I usually go head headlong I don't usually dip my toe into the cold water I usually do a cannonball in it but this is disturbing to me so today is the 100th anniversary of a massacre that happened a hundred years ago in Tulsa. Terrible. I, I admittedly uh, don't know uh, all the details. I think it was the Black Wall Street massacre. 300, 300 uh, black Americans were killed. I think some th- 10,000 homeless. A uh, terrible tragedy in the United States, right? Uh, so um, what's his face? Biden. I don't, I've never referred to him as the P word, have I not? He's the occupant of the you, White House. You know what? It's been six months and you've been pretty stalwart. That's on the whole right. Thing. The occupant of the White House was there today doing everything that he could do to use something that happened a hundred years ago as, as a, as a tool, as a wedge to continue to Has foment to push that racism narrative. Oh, gotta push it, gotta push it. I guess that there was the a National Black Power Convention that this is according to Mark Miller that, um, that was tied into this and I'm going to read a little bit of what and there was the the different groups that were associated with this are the Huey P. Newton Gun Club not familiar with them the Elmo Geronimo Pratt Gun Club the New Black Panther Party for Self-Defense the New Black Liberation Militia has the FBI or Department of Homeland Security uh, labeled the uh, something called the Black Liberation Militia as a, as a terrorist group? The Panther Special Operations Command. Now, you tell me, former military man Don Brady, why would the Black Panther need a special ops command? The Black Panthers? 
Why would they need a special ops? Right. Shouldn't the FBI be looking into why the Black Panthers would need a special operations command in the United States? What kind of what kind of special ops are they going to do? Um, probably looking for a donation. It would be uh, right well, now. I mean, being sarcastic on that, but um, there would be no reason to have that. Unless maybe I mean, their special ops included a, doing some activities with Black Lives Matter, like locking people into a courthouse and lighting it on fire. I mean, this is ridiculous. They want to label people that were in, in, in five miles within the Capitol on January 6th as patriot extremists or, or, or actually anybody who says government's grown too big or is a threat to, the, to civilians. We're domestic terrorists, but the Black Panther Special Ops Command. And here's some of the chance that were happening at this um, at this quote event um, and I'm quoting we're pushing death to white supremacy death to capitalism death to imperialism and death to fascism okay um, we're pushing an eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth a head for a head and a life for a life it gets better once they die we must understand that we can never give them the pain that they gave us so once they get buried once they are buried we must bury them dig them up and kill them again bury them dig them up and kill them again the vile rhetoric led to cheers from the crowd according to mark miller think that through he says and and then they go on because that time will come when there's a -a rat-a-tat-tat black americans will kill everything white in sight black americans will give crackers H-E double toothpicks from the cradle to the grave. You tell me why this, this is, this is, this is allowed. Hey, I'm all for free speech, right? I'm all for free speech. But is this not inciting violence? How is this acceptable in the United States of America that this is being chanted in the United States of America? Uh, It's a, it's not free speech. Okay. And it's not political speech. So uh, those things aren't covered. So um, why? uh, But it's going to be promoted. I mean, the sad thing of what you just read, okay, is it is we're in the midst of a complete divide and conquer in this country. It's a war. This is a war. war. Yep. And they have declared war on white people. And it's unacceptable. I heard and and laughed at first um, that the Popeyes in St. Louis had a sign up saying we reserve the right to refuse service to white people. And at first I, w- I was joking because let me tell you, I have driven, I have literally, true story, driven through the projects in New Orleans to get to a Popeye's because nobody stops, nobody stops this white girl from her two-piece all-white extra spicy when she needs her two-piece all-white extra spicy. So I was joking. <laughs> and then I started seeing the interviews of the people that, that were there that had gone through the drive through and, and how horrified they were and how frightened they were. This is not a solution. And a solution to what, I would ask you? Is there anybody living in the United States today who, who, who has a family member, anybody who suffered from slavery? This is, this is whatever, whatever ailed us at one point. And by the way, if we want to talk about Tulsa, I'm not an expert on what happened in Tulsa. But I, I venture a guess it was the Democrat Party behind it, wasn't it? They were the party behind slavery. They were the party behind Jim Crow. They were the party behind every bit of it. It was the Republicans who voted for civil rights legislation. When the Democrats. This is just this is really scary times we've got. And you know what? We need to we need to start pushing back because when I see a video on a subway in New York and some 70 something year old white man is beaten and stabbed by two young black men. When was this? This was this was shown on Newsmax today. I was like, why are they not pointing out the, the colors? And again, because if it was reverse, it would be. be on every news network. It should be right. Because we need to be pushing back and saying that there is no racism that's acceptable towards anybody. 
And when you and when you tell a group of, of, of young people that they have no hope because this isn't this is a systemically racist country and all white people are systemically racist and they control everything and you have no hope and they're evil. What do you think is going to happen to the psyches of young people? No wonder they hate. Right. We're teaching hate. Been going on for decades here. Yeah. So, you know, where and where's the where's the people of courage to push back against this and say that this is not right. And again, this is where another issue where we talk about Andrea almost on a nightly basis that where are the Republicans? Every single one of them should be standing up on a daily basis against this. Yeah, because this is just not right. And as we have progressed as a society, you know, I see all these like Ancestry.com commercials and it's like, oh, this gal is like 12% this and 13% this. I mean, there's no, there's not even any such thing anymore half the time between these. They want to draw these lines on skin color and it doesn't even make sense, right? People, growing up, people would always ask me, I'd be like, I'm a mutt, man. I'm a mutt. I don't even know what, what, what I am. Who cares? I'm an American. That's what I would tell people. I'm an American. That's what I am. And I'm a proud American. Anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, final segment on tonight's show. We've got a couple of other topics to get into. And if there's anything you want to share with us, you know, how do we solve this? Things are getting worse by design. And we got to think about solutions. PDQ. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Rolling into our final segment here. I probably should have started off the show with this because I was cracking up with this today. Um, kind of, and then kind of not. Okay, so Putin, because of course, anytime I think about Putin, I, I just immediately, him shirtless on the horse, right? I mean, that's the image that yeah. comes to mind. The old spice guy. So, yes. <laughs> so immediately, anytime I hear Putin, I, I'm immediately laughing, thinking about that, that image. But he called out the U.S. today and said that we were, we were guilty of human rights violations because of the way that we were treating our arrestees from the January 6th right. And he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. They are being denied bail when they have been accused of. There's nobody right now that's been accused of a violent felony. Not a one. Wow. When because Putin's the only right about how we treat our own. That's scary. Stuff. That's right. So they're, they've not been arrested. On, but even if they had been arrested for a, a, a felony of a, anything violent, they still should not be denied bail. They're being kept in solitary confinement. Many of them. We've got the 19 year old who qualified for bail, but they didn't want to in Georgia, but they didn't want to send him home because he was homeschooled. And they said that was the equivalent of an of a terrorist indoctrination center. So he's absolutely right. This is the kind of crap that happens in NOCO. Right. This is Castro's Cuba. When Putin's calling, of course, the left is all like, well, that's Trump's boy, right? Of course, he's, you know, he's no, he's 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 dead on with this one. Don Brady, something you wanted to add? I've said it once. I'll say it again. We live in a lawless society. Right. That's fact. Yeah. The left started amassing. And I and I started talking about this with Sidney Powell years ago when she wrote the book License to Lie. 
um, about how the left had amassed more and more power to the Department of Justice. And, you know, Sidney was the youngest female federal prosecutor in U.S. history. And the book that she wrote about Andrew Weissman was this thick and, and about how they were amassing power into the DOJ and how they were able to abuse their power at will to prosecute people. And um, and that's exactly what's what's going on. In fact, Andrew Weissman that she wrote about in License to Lie was a key player, one of Mueller's henchmen. And they've been amassing power into the DOJ in a variety of different ways in the prosecutor's offices and the, the dictators in black robes within the DOJ and the AG's office and now on SCOTUS. Right. And if they can get and if they and now they're threatening that if they don't get what they want, they're going to they're back to threatening to pack pack the court skins. That's something you've been concerned about from the beginning. Oh, because I, you know, I'm not really afraid of the court because they don't really seem to do their job when they need to do it. But you know that that's ultimately what it's going to come back to. Yeah, because once they that's the ultimate for them, because once they get something stamped by the Supreme Court is considered precedent. This is why every nominee. Do you believe in stare decisis? Do you believe in stare decisis? Which means once we once we sign our names to something, it's it's set in stone. It's set in stone forever, no matter how stupid of of a legal ruling it was. And so if they can if they can pack the court and get H.R. one through, then they they own us because that's where they completely control our our elections. Well, I'd like to ask Don, because you and I have talked about it. It, uh, for so many shows, does he think, Don, do you think that we can turn this around so it doesn't get to that point? Uh, regarding the election and voting? Yes. Yeah. Um, the only way um, is to start getting the machine. You, you got to get, you've got to get mail-in ballots out of the system. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've got to control our vote here in California, as we well know, is worthless almost. Okay. Um, until you get Dominion and certain software programs out of there, um, I don't believe that we're, I don't think you'll see a Republican ever again in the, in the White House the way it's going. I think that there's a possibility that, um, if we, if there is a uniparty, then they will negotiate behind the scenes in order to keep to keep up appearances, um, because quite frankly, there was no daylight really between George W. Bush and, and Obama. Nice. So you know, so you know, they might give us a Republican, but if if it's if it's somebody like a Kevin Faulkner here in San Diego, really, what's the what's the diff? I call it Kabuki theater. Right. You're, you're exactly right. I mean, it happened in '60. It, it definitely happened with Bush and um, not Gore, but it happened with Bush and um, Kerry. Mm-hmm. With Ohio, okay. I, I personally believe that was a side deal. That was yeah. Scott, absolutely. So, um, as far as voting, uh, I'm very jaundiced. Okay, as far as um, the ability of the state legislatures, Pennsylvania would be the only state that I think um, that that can fix their problem there locally. Florida did it only because of the governor. Mm-hmm. Okay, right, uh, and took control of what was happening in in, in Miami and Dade County. But if they federalize it, then they can take the power the away part, from, then the from part, DeSantis. Then the party is literally over. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, um, we should have never gotten away from it. And, and here's where I love Tom Dell. But remember back before it back in last September, I was I was arguing against absentee ballots. Oh, no, absentee ballots are secure. There's a process. That was one of the main ways that fraud was implemented. You look at Georgia. They got. Oh, well, and in Michigan, they had these secretaries of states and these people that not were not a part of the state legislatures who changed the rules for absentee. You didn't have to match signatures and you didn't have to do this. So it's an end around. And I said no. And, 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 well, like and, you and I talk about, you know, when Election Day is 
well in advance, you can make the time. Well, yeah, because Tom Dell was like, well, that's great if you're going on vacation. We, we this, The second that Republicans bought into an argument that elections should be easy, we were toast because they, they, that, they, that was a crack in the door that, that allowed the door to be kicked open, right? It should have never been election day means election day. I don't want to hear, oh, they've tightened things up in Georgia by doing this, but they expanded early voting. No, election day should be election day. The only exception should for and, and it should be in person and the only exception should be the military. And that's it. I'm sorry. You end up in emergency surgery. You don't get to vote. OK, sorry. That's life. OK, we don't we don't we happens, should not. Be, that's fine. And, and it happens. We should never be. I mean, we don't have 100 percent turnout anyway. Right. I mean, if we have a big election, it's 60 something percent turnout. So I don't want to hear people complaining about, oh, I didn't get to vote. I mean, and on top of it, half the people don't even, you know, pay attention to down ballot. So, you know, I just think that it should we should have never gotten past Election Day in person with a with a with a voter ID. It it would be really simple. You know what? Everybody gets off work the day of the election. Yeah. All right. There's no excuse. Okay. don't have to work. Don't have the kids. It doesn't matter. Okay. nobody go to work. Take the day off. Paid, whatever you want to do it, okay, but everybody goes and votes in person. That's okay, it. Okay, that's no it. Mach- and no machines, paper. Nope. We should have never had, we, you know, it, it, if absolutely every measure needs to be taken. It should be the utmost priority. The priority should not be convenience. The priority should be and must have always been election security. And that's just the, in the second we went down the road by allowing early voting and absentee and this and this and this, it just paved the way. I got to end on a good note with DeSantis. Got a couple minutes left. Um, this is how, going back to my opening segment, Kimberly Klasick, when she was attacked, she should have punched back like DeSantis and said, no, you're, you know, uh, he said when it came, comes to Florida, uh, transgender girls and, and, uh, boys who want to be girls playing in, in sports down there, he said, not here, not ever. Not here, not ever. That's how, that's how you respond. You don't give any wiggle room. If you're attacked, you come back and say, you know, you ignore it or you punch back and say you're a racist. That's what she should have done. Kimberly Klasick should have done. She should have said, your only reason why you're coming for me is because I'm a black conservative woman. You're a racist. Just chop them off at the knees. Right. Go on the attack. I agree. You got to go on the attack and he's going on on the attack for science. He's going on the attack here when it comes to transgenders in sports. You know what? If, if the solution is, if you're transgender, have have separate leagues, have separate teams for transgender. Oh, there's not enough of you. Well, sorry, life is tough. You know, you've made the choice to be transgender. We don't have to accommodate you. You know, we don't we don't have to. So this is we need we need more of this. Um, I still think and you and I disagree with this. We've got about a minute left. I think in 2024, uh, I know you you want Trump to stay kingmaker. I don't know with the way that our messaging and communication is being controlled and they're cutting off our ability to communicate. I still think Trump is the only one that can really dominate the media while being uh, while being silenced on big tech. I still I still say Trump in 24. Um, I say Trump at 24, but I think Trump should be a kingmaker. Absolutely. Okay. I want Trump motivates Trump assimilates people together and he unites people together. Okay. And Trump can make personally, um, Florida is growing like a weed for a reason because their governor there is to me the MAGA guy right now. Yeah. Okay. Cause he is truly MAGA. Um, and he's younger 
and um, I'd like to see him as a two-term president personally, um, and I think Trump can absolutely make him a kingmaker. There's no two ways about it. Um, Trump also can make sure that we get people that are MAGA and people that are patriots in the legislature. Well, thank you, Patriot, for being here. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you, Frank, for calling in. Thank you, Skins. We'll see you tomorrow day, tomorrow, tomorrow night on Hump Day. I'm going to be on Newsmax, 735 San Diego time tomorrow morning. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.